You know, my dad has a saying that there's no monster as great as a man without God. And that's what we're going to be talking about on the podcast today. I'm Lynn Mize. I'm sitting here as usual with Terry and Renee Mize. And welcome to the program. We're going to talk about some things that are heavy today, but they're necessary. If you're on social media, you have a television in your home, then you know that not only do we live in dark times, live in some dark places, but there are also dark people out there. And so come on in and let's talk about these things and not only uh, know that they're there, but know what we can do about them. Around the world and here at home, bringing relief, hope, and the life-changing message of Jesus. You're listening to the Mize Missions Podcast with Terry Mize. Today on the podcast, we're talking about some exciting things, really some big things that affect everyone around us. We're talking about living in dark places and in dark times, and how do you combat that? What does the Word of God have to say about it? You know, we're missionaries. That's what we've always done is we've traveled around the world, Dad, and we've we've ministered to people. We've uh, We've uh, built orphanages, we've maintained orphanages, we've done leadership conferences, we've fed the hungry, we've clothed, clothed the needy. We're involved in so many aspects of really what we feel the ministry of Jesus is. Sure. And and one of the things that I've always liked to say is when people ask what we do, I always say that that we do two things. We make Christians and we teach them to win. Because ultimately, it's it's first and foremost about making them Christians. Absolutely. And then secondly, as Christians, learning how to take the Word of God, implement it into our lives, and, and make it work. No, exactly and make right. it work. And of course, a lot of the things that we're talking about today, you, you mentioned on your resources, the different tapes and books that we've got on our website at terrymize.com. Um, you can find out more about that on our Facebook page as well. As a matter of fact, for those of you who are not just friends of, of personal Terry Mize Facebook pages, but if you'll go to the Terry Mize Ministries Facebook page, we want everyone that goes and likes that page over the next few podcasts here, we're going to go ahead and give you just free at our own cost, uh, Terry's book, God's Opinion of You. So go to Facebook, go to the uh, uh, the Terry Mize Ministries uh, page, and also you can get there from our website at terrymize.com and uh, see the other resources there as well, because we want you involved with us. But, uh, Dad, one of the things here that we're talking about is dark places. I want to read something to you. Uh, it's actually a statement that you're well aware of because you made it um, on a video that's actually on our website there at terrymize.com, and that's T-E-R-R-Y-M-I-Z-E dot com. Uh, you can also go to Vimeo and find it there if you just type in Terry Mize. But you make this statement. As a missionary and a man of God, I feel like I have to go speak up for the voiceless people, those that can't speak for themselves. The atrocities and horrors I've seen around the world, nobody has ever known. There's no monster as great as man without God. A man without God can think up devious ways to bring pain. The only thing I know in the world that will stop that is the Word of God and the power of the Holy Spirit. No, that's right, Lynn. Uh, right. I've said many times over the years, there's, there's, no, there's no animal in the jungle uh, that will just torture you for fun. Now, they'll kill you and eat you. Or if they see you as an, as an enemy, they'll attack you to protect their young or whatever, or protect their space. But they don't just torture you for fun. Man's the only, the only entity on the planet that will do that. A man without God right. is absolutely a monster. And the only thing that I, I know that will stop that is the power of God and the power of the Holy Spirit and the Word of God. You know, God, God never intended for man to be without God. Yeah, that, was right. never in the, that was never in the original right. plan. God never, 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 ever intended man to be without God. He intended man to be with him in the Garden of Eden. He'd come down and walk and talk with them in the cool of the day. But Adam changed all that. And so man became, you know, sin came, the fall came, the curse came. 
and man fell and and a man without god is the most can can come up with the most evil and devious ways to torture another person you know in the military i was in the military you know back there in vietnam and uh, they they literally would they the united states army taught us they trained us during vietnam uh they said if you if if you get captured by the the north vietnamese army by the nva then it's your duty as an American soldier to try to escape. Uh-huh. But if you get captured by the women's NVA, uh-huh. kill yourself. Uh-huh. And that was the instructions we received from our government, from our, from our military. They trained us at. They said, if you get caught by the, by the North Vietnamese Army, it's your duty as an American soldier to try to escape. But if you get caught by the women's NVA, you just kill yourself because you're not going to like what they do to it you. It was just a different brand of torture altogether. It, it, absolutely. A, a man without God can come up with the most evil things. That's why I said in that little video that, that that I've never told anybody. I never told your mom. I've never told Renee. I've never told anybody. I've never told you kids. Never told anybody. The things that I've seen around the world, the horrors and the evil things that I've seen in my almost fifty years now of third world missionary evangelism, I, I've never talked to. I've never opened my mouth. Never mentioned them to anybody because the the the, the, the well atrocities is just too kind of word. You just can't think of a bad enough word yeah. for those things. But and the only thing I do know that'll stop that is the is the word of God. Amen. And the power of the Holy Spirit, and it will work for any of those people that are being tortured. If if we get there and train them the Word of God, uh, then then uh, then it, it'll work for them. It'll work for them. But you know, on the on the podcast today and all these podcasts, I just uh, I want everybody to know Renee's with us, and and uh, uh, you know we'll just flop flip flop back and forth and, and teach the Word of God and train people in the Word of God, and and a lot of it we're just going to be talking. We're just going to be sitting reminiscing and remembering old stories, okay. and and uh, one one great thing is because uh, your mom Jackie. And I and uh, Dean and Renee were such good friends for forty years. Then, uh, and our friendship goes back that far, and we know so many, so many of these stories, and so many of them they were around with us. That it's a, yeah. it's a nice thing. We can just sit here at these podcasts and just talk and reminisce about some of the great That's things right. that God has done, or, or like the like Psalm seventy eight says in the Amplified Bible, the great facts of what God's done. <laughs> That's you know, because right. these are great facts. These aren't myths or fables or fairy tales or, you know, they're, right. they're the great facts of what God has done. Yeah. Well, I always think that, uh, I've, I've learned as much or probably more sitting around with all you guys behind the scenes, right. you know, as I have sitting in church well, taking sure. notes because, because in church you find out, uh, what the Bible says and how we can activate that in our lives. Right. And, and that, and that's the first and foremost, most important thing. But behind the scenes, I've gotten to get in with with Dean and Renee, and then with sure. you and Mom, and sure. sit and listen to how did you actually? What are the nuts and bolts? How right. did you Behind actually the apply? Well, see, that's you know, you kids grew up as preachers' kids. You know, Matt and Alan, and you and Paul, and then later the girls were born, Lori and Christy, and then Abigail. Mm-hmm. And y'all grew up sitting on church benches, yeah, sleeping never, on church benches, sleeping at Denny's restaurants yeah. till midnight yeah. or one or two o'clock in the morning, hearing <laughs> yeah. us talk about the the, the faith. Things and the miracles of God. We yeah. never did try to get a lot of babysitters. We wanted to keep you kids well, with us truth. because when we were with with great men and women of God, or yeah. we were, you know, Terry and Jackie would come into town, and then we wanted the kids to hear the, hear the stories yeah. too. And that the indictment against the people of God in Psalm seventy eight that Terry referred to is that the fathers, the parents, did not tell their That's children right. the stories of faith 
that God had de- of deliverance and provision mm-hmm. and the miraculous that God had done on their behalf. And, and just like your parents told you, Dean and I told our kids about how when we didn't have any food in the house and yeah. we were determined not to tell anybody we didn't have Absolutely. any money and didn't have any food yeah. and how God woke somebody up at six o'clock in the morning and told him to go to the grocery store that didn't even hardly know us and only met us one time yeah. and went and bought sacks and sacks of groceries and found our little garage apartment and came up the rickety old steps at eight o'clock before the babies got up. Yeah. You know, we told them things like that, our personal sure. story. And then the stories from the word of God, of God's great power. And that verse that Terry referred, that you were talking about too, and we we're talking about those dark places of the mm-hmm. world there in Psalm 74, that, that the darker when there's no light and there's no believer and there's yeah. nobody there that has a story, then, then people don't know how to expect the Lord. I think it's like three or four times and or four or five times in Psalms. It just has that phrase, expect the Lord. Yeah. Expect the Lord. Let me give you that whole, that whole yeah, scripture. Yeah, do. That whole scripture. Psalm 74, verse 20. It starts off saying, have respect unto the covenant. Yes. Mm. I mean, there, there you go right there. Right that there. covenant of God, that word of God, <laughs> you, you, you have respect to that. You, what did God you go, say? You go there first. But he says, have respect to the covenant, for the dark places of the earth are full of, of the habitations of cruelty. Let me hmm. see that again. The dark places of the earth are full of the habitations of cruelty. The darker a place is, the more cruel the people are going to be. Right. And by dark, we mean anti-God or without exactly. God. Exactly. Or well, without the light. Sure. By definition, the darkness is without the light. And Jesus is and, the light and of the Jesus world. Jesus is the light. Mm-hmm. We are the light. Jesus said, you are the light of the world. Mm-hmm. And uh, the word tells us that the word of God is the light. It's a light unto right. our path. It's a lamp unto our feet. Uh, you know, for for centuries, the Catholic Church around the world was forbidden to read the Word of God. Hmm. They were forbidden to. And so there was no light. The, the people themselves couldn't right. get any personal light. They'd go to church and hear the priest, but they never, ever had any knowledge of what the Word said, so there was never any bringing personal light to them. But back in the, uh, I want to say mid-60s, could have been late 60s, early 70s, I want to say mid-60s, uh, I believe it was Pope John Paul II. I, I could be wrong on that. Some of you Catholic uh, believers, you can correct me on that, but I think it's Pope John Paul II, uh, came out with the decree and said, now all Catholics can read the Bible. Mm-hmm. And that literally changed the world because that's, right. that's when we had what we referred to as the, the ecumenical renewal and right. the, the, the glossolalia and the, uh, the, the, that, that big charismatic movement all over the world when, when Catholics begin to get filled with the Holy Absolutely. Ghost, you know, Baptists begin to get filled with the Holy Speaking Ghost. Speaking in tongues, uh, seeing, you know, the, seeing the Denominational the churches begin to get filled with mm-hmm. the Holy Spirit. Right. And there was this great movement where we just crossed denominational lines because the light came. Yeah. You know, the, you know, the scripture says, you know, rise and shine for the light has come. You know, the light has come. That's the right. light has come. The light has come. That's why they call, that's why even history, not the church, but history calls the dark ages the dark ages because the Bible was gone. There was, there was several hundred years there that the Bible was just lost uh, before the Gutenberg press, you know, was invented. Right. They could print the Bible again and, and they just called them the dark ages. And yeah. you go back in those dark, dark times. And I mean, cruel and horrible and hideous things happen. And so the darker, the darker a place spiritually, That's right. the more cruel the things are going to happen. I remember T.L. Osborne, my dear, dear friend, and one of the greatest missionaries ever to grace the planet, you know, had more miracles probably than anybody in the history of the world and, and, and got more people saved and, and more miracles than anybody in the history of the world. Uh, probably Billy Graham got more people saved, but I'm talking about salvation and miracles. Yeah. Uh, but um, T.L. said to me years ago, we were in France and he loved France and used to live in France for a period of time, he and Daisy. 
but he said to me one day, he said, you know, I love France, but he said, France is darker, meaning spiritually. He said, France, Terry, is darker than the Congo in Africa. Yeah. And I said, really? He said, he's absolutely, he said, the spiritual climate, France is darker. He said, they need the gospel. They need That's the right. Holy Spirit. That's they right. need the light. He said, it's darker than the Congo. And so I've kind of watched France over all these years in light of what T.L. had said. And just in the recent uh, years, you know, we've had all these terrorist uh, things. First, it was, uh, you know, Charlie. Uh, Abdin. Abdin, thank you. And then it was uh, then it was the the uh, terrible nightclub shooting, you yeah, know. And, absolutely. and then it was the, the guy got in the truck the other day in Nice right. and killed. I think I think last I heard was 84 people were dead yeah. and many, many in the hospital. And then, and then finally, just a lot. Just recently, uh, they barged into a, ISIS barged into a Catholic church there in France and and uh, uh, decapitated a priest, put him on his knees yeah. and slit his throat, and then went ahead and decapitated him. Just, just, and so I, I go back to that scripture: the dark places of the earth are the full of the habitation of cruelty. Yeah. See, ISIS and that whole that whole movement that's a cruel that's a cruel thing. Right. They're, they're cruel. They're it's evil. Uh, it's a cruel religion. It's a cruel. It's a. It's an evil. And I'm not saying all Muslims are bad by any stretch of the imagination. But I'm saying, I'm saying ISIS and that brand of Islam that they bring, that radical Islam, yeah. it's always it's always a cruelty based situation. They're going to kill women, kill children. You know, we we could even talk about there in the nightclub uh, shooting uh, uh, several months ago, uh, the the things that they did to those hostages never made the news. No, right. but they took those hostages. I mean, the women and men as well, and 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 they disemboweled them. They they yeah. they cut the ladies' breasts off. They they mutilated their genitals. They 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 severed the 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 men's genitals and you know stuffed them in their mouth. I mean, yeah. horrible, evil, yeah. cruel things. And the media didn't even talk about those things because this isn't just murder. No, this is cruel. No, and so you go back to for the dark places of the earth are full of the habitations Habitation. of cruelty, which comes from hell. I mean, that's all brewed in hell. And it goes back to what we're talking about. Man without God. Man without God's a monster. Is a monster. You know, we used to refer to Uganda in Africa, the nation of Uganda. We, we always referred to it as the Switzerland of Africa, yeah. the, the pearl of Africa, a beautiful nation, beautiful people. You know, Mercedes Benz in the parking lot, in the, in the driveways and yeah. just beautiful homes and just a wonderful country. And a, and a, a man with a sixth grade education by the name of Idi Amin mm-hmm. came in and took charge of that nation and literally raped the nation, destroyed the nation. And he was a cruel man, an evil man. Still is. I mean, he's alive today. He's still on the run today. They've got a, last I heard, they had a million dollar bounty on his head. Um, but uh, when they finally went in and, and, and took Uganda back and took it from him and raided his house, uh, they found human hearts in his refrigerator because mm. he was a cannibal. And, uh, not only that, he built his bedroom, had them build his bedroom, talking about Idi Amin. Uh, they had him build his, he had them build his bedroom uh, with the torture chamber just on the other side of the wall so he could lay in bed at night and hear the screams of the women, the children, the men that were being tortured. And see, see, man, only man without God would do that. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. no, no man with God would do that. No animal in the jungle would do that. Well, we even know, Dad, and you talk about lots. We've got a we've got an orphanage in India that we've had for years and years and years. Sure. And uh, it's in southern India. Yes. And talk to us about Thomas and where he went after he was commissioned uh, by Jesus to go into all the world and preach the gospel. Okay. Because because that we're talking about where the light goes right. versus where darkness exactly. is. Let me say one more thing about Edie. Sure. Uh, because people don't know this. Uh, my dear friend, again, T.L. Osborne, mm-hmm. one time was having a huge crusade outside of uh, Uganda, and uh, uh, or just inside the border of Uganda. And Idi Amin was flying over in a helicopter. 
and he saw this massive, massive crowd of, of tens of thousands of people. I, I forget what the exact number was. It could have been 100,000. I don't know. Um, and so being the egomaniac he was and the ruler of the nation, he thought it was for him. And so he landed the helicopter. And T.L. saw the helicopter land and saw Idi Amin get out and his entourage get out and march up to the platform thinking that whole crowd was for him. And so T.L. just went and sat down in the chair. T.L. told me this story personally. And he went and sat down in the, in the chair. And when Idi Amin got up there and realized that it wasn't for him, that it was for Brother Osborne, that Brother Osborne was having a crusade, then, uh, then they went out to dinner together. Idi Amin took him out to dinner. And T.L. Osborne personally preached the gospel to Idi Amin during dinner. And Idi Amin stood up at attention and saluted the entire time that T.L. was preaching to him. Now, get me, now, hear this. He didn't salute him because he respected him as a man of God. That was not what impressed Idi Amin. It, he was saluting him because he had the ability to gather that big of a crowd. And he wanted to know how in the world he could get that big of a crowd. But he rejected the gospel outright. I mean, the greatest Incredible. preacher on the earth, T.L. Osborne, personally preached him the gospel, personally offered him salvation, personally offered to pray with him to receive Jesus, and he rejected it outright. Mm. So he, so, so he's had his chance. Yeah. You know I mean, but, but it goes back to the dark places of the earth are full of the, the habitations of cruelty. That's One incredible. thing, in, scripturally, in, in the New Testament, the whole concept of salvation, and the Apostle Paul talks about this all through the Gospels, is that one of the great scriptures is that Jesus Christ came to translate us out of the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light. And uh, people get really nuts with the idea of darkness and light and, and so many things people want to make religious about it. But really everything in the earth comes to, comes down to two things. It's either good or evil. Mm -hmm. It's either light or darkness. Yeah. And nothing, life nothing of that, yeah, nothing of that is, is offensive in, in explaining in wisdom that either you're going to do something right or you're going to do something wrong. Either mm -hmm. you're going to think right or you're going to think wrong. Either you're going to say something that is uplifting, or you're going to say something that is that is not complimentary. Mm -hmm. So the idea of the of God saying once you He does he, the Bible does, says it doesn't just say once you were in darkness. Galatians chapter five says once you were darkness, mm. <laughs> and so that's not good news if you're going to stay there. And yeah, it's and right. the whole idea of preaching the gospel is that the darkness that is in the human heart, like Terry said about. Uh, that there, there's no greater monster than a man without God. And yeah. I, we're talking, when we say God, we we don't mean religion. We mean God in a relationship where he yeah, comes absolutely. and lives in you. Mm -hmm. And Christianity is really the, uh, one of the few, if only the one that says that our God comes and lives in us. Yeah, absolutely. And and we don't just go bow down to a God. We don't just believe in a credo of, of, of 10 things that'll make you good. We're talking about a God that comes and lives in you that has changed us from the inside out. Yeah. And if you don't change somebody from the inside out, they're not going to be changed. Yeah, that's well, right. that's really almost where I was going a while ago because I was talking about that, that God never intended in the beginning. It was never his, his intention that man be without God because, uh, you know, God never created hell for men. That's right. The right. Bible says, the scripture tells us that hell was created for the devil and his angels. Yeah. God never intended a man to go to hell. But the church throughout centuries, they've got, they've got this thing really backwards because the church has always erroneously thought that God sent Jesus from planet heaven mm -hmm. to planet earth to get man out of hell and into heaven. 
And that's that, even though that's a glorious truth, that was never the plan. That's never the point. God didn't send Jesus from heaven to earth to get man out of hell into heaven. God sent Jesus to earth to get God into man. Right. Mm. And if you get God into man, man's not going to hell. That's yeah. right. Yeah. And so we need to, in, in the New Testament, verifies that and says, Christ in you is the hope of glory. That's exactly yeah. right. And so this is all about getting God in you, and then you learn to pray your own prayers and use your own faith and make this thing, make your lifestyle victorious, and you can take that to the bank. Yeah, and and to be able to walk into these dark, dark places in the world and plant the light of Jesus, bring the light. be the light of Jesus, That's exactly right. and minister the word of God to you, people. You were talking about India a while ago, and I'll say this before we run out of time. Uh the, the Apostle Thomas, the disciple Thomas, you know, uh, the church has, has been mad at him for 2,000 years. You know, the church is singing <laughs> yeah. songs against him. And, yeah. you know, we've talked about the Abraham kind of faith is a good kind, the Thomas kind of faith is a bad kind. But what, and, and, of course, what that reference comes from is that when Jesus was resurrected, when he had died on the cross and then resurrected, Thomas didn't see him, but all the other disciples had. And so you pick that up in John chapter 20, and it says Thomas called Didymus was not with them when the other disciples saw Jesus. Mm -hmm. And so now here they are in a room. Uh, the doors are shut. The doors are locked. They're in a room. The other disciples are telling Thomas, Thomas, we've seen him. We've seen him. He's alive. He's alive, Thomas. It's really true. And Thomas said, you know, guys, I just can't believe it. Unless I personally see him, unless I can unless I can stick my fingers in those holes in his hands of those nails left, unless I can stick my hand in his side, I, I will not believe and Jesus just appeared to him right right there in the room. Doors locked, windows locked, and Jesus appeared. And he looked at Thomas, and he said, Thomas, come here, son. Put your, put your finger right here. Yeah. Put your hand right here. And the Bible says Thomas just fell on the floor and said, my Lord and my God. And Jesus said, well, Thomas, blessed are you, or, or, or you've believed because you've seen, but blessed are those who believe and haven't seen. But he wasn't talking about Peter and James and John and Mary, the mother of Jesus. He wasn't talking about the disciples. He was talking about us down in these years sure. later that we That's believed right. even though we haven't seen because those are the disciples and including Mary, the mother of Jesus, none of them believed it. Mm -hmm. Thomas, Thomas didn't do anything. The others didn't. He just got caught. Right. You know, because there wasn't one of them that believed he was going to raise again. Not one of them was there at the tomb whenever he came out three days later. Right. He told them all, I'll be back in 72 hours, but not one of them believed it yeah. because they were all gone. They were all scattered. And, uh, and so the point that you were bringing up is this, that, that after, after he rose and Thomas saw him, uh, he spent 40 days with the disciples, and then he ascended into heaven. And on the 50th day, which is the day of Pentecost, he had commanded them to go into Jerusalem and go into the upper room for the day of Pentecost. And so they did. And when they did, they were all filled with the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues. And Acts chapter 2 tells us, and Acts chapter 4 tells us, and uh, chapter 19, I mean, tells us that, you know, the, 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 the power of God fell on them. They had cloven tongues like as a fire, and they began to speak in other tongues. And, and Peter no longer was a coward. He stood up and preached 40 days before, 50 days before he'd been a, a coward and denied he knew Jesus. And, uh, and so they all got filled with the Holy Ghost, and then they all scattered out and began to preach around the world. Almost every one of them, well, I've always said this, all, every disciple became a missionary mm -hmm. except one, and he was a traitor. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Judas was a traitor and didn't become a missionary, but all those other guys all went to foreign countries and began to preach. And Thomas, full of the Holy Ghost, actually went to India, mm -hmm. and he preached in India in the two southern states. And he preached the word of God, brought the light of the gospel, brought, brought understanding of the gospel, had miracles, had salvations. And, uh, and then they horribly killed him. I mean, they martyred him, uh, ran him through with spears and lances. And, and in fact, you've been there. You've been to St. Thomas Mount there just outside of what they call Chennai. Now, back then, it was, uh, it was Madras. Uh, 
And we used to have an orphanage right there. Our orphanage stood right beside what they call St. Thomas Mount, where he was martyred. And then we moved the, bought some property out in the country and moved the orphanage so it's no longer right there next to St. Thomas Mount. But, uh, uh, the thing that, the thing that I was, that I wanted to say that you were talking about is that 2,000 years later, mm-hmm. here we are 2,000 years later. And if you go to India, still the two southern states where Thomas brought the gospel, brought the light, mm-hmm. are the most prosperous today the most blessed today, the most Christian today, out of all the, all the uh, uh, provinces of India, all the states, states of India, the two southern states today are the most Christian, the most blessed, and the most prosperous. Yeah. In fact, most everybody, whenever they have problems with their credit cards or their bills and they have to call customer service, they're talking to somebody in, in one of those two states in, in India. India. They're talking to somebody in Bangalore or talking to somebody, it's you incredible. know, because simply because God, Thomas brought the light there. Because he brought the light, because he brought the light of the word of God, the light of Jesus. And light dispels darkness, light dispels cruelty. And, and blessing follows light. Exactly. And exactly. so we see that all and these years And that's why later. the answer to getting rid of ISIS and stopping this terror and terrorism is the church's job because the military is not equipped to do it. I love the military. I'm pro-military. But no military can do uh, what the church is designed to do. No church, the military can't handle demon spirits. No. And terrorism is a demon spirit. And the church is the only entity on the planet that can that's equipped to deal with demon spirits. That's right. And if you're out there and you're listening today, and and this this means something to you, and you're thinking about the dark places, and dark places don't always have to be countries around the world. Sometimes you're dealing with dark places in your family, dark places in your city, dark sure. places in your your, your your work environment or your living room, and you're saying, I need to know more about this. I need to hook in and know how I can be uh, the light of the world, how I can take the light of Jesus and the light of the gospel and I can plan it and that will dispel darkness, then go to terrymize.com, T-E-R-R-Y-M-I-Z-E.com. Click on the resources page and we've got all kinds of things in there, books, audio uh, series and things that will help you, that will bless you and that will tell you who you are and what you can do in the things of God as a child of God, what you have a right to. And as a matter of fact, we want you to also go to the Terry Mize Ministries Facebook page and hook up with us, follow along as we go and do what the Lord's uh, commanded us to do and be a part of it. And for each of you who are listening to this podcast who will go to the Terry Mize Ministries Facebook page and click the like button, then it's our gift to you that we want to give you a, a God's Opinion of You book that Terry Mize wrote, and that'll be a blessing to you. And we just thank you for being a part of this. We love you. We're for you. And uh, we want you to be the light of the world. You've been listening to a Mize Missions podcast. For all the latest updates to our global projects, speaking engagements, and social media, visit us at terrymize.com. You can partner with us to give living bread to dying men around the world. Get involved at terrymize.com. Until next time, thanks for joining us. This has been a presentation of Terry Mize Ministries.